Yes, it is the start of District 9 football playoffs tonight. And so we have a special playoff edition of the Football Friday preview. And for that, we are talking with Rich Rhodes live this morning. Rich is the sports editor of the Jeffersonian Democrat, also contributor to D9 and 10 sports.com. Rich, good morning. Good morning, Dan. Good to be here. Great to have you with us once again. And uh, Rich, we're going to start it off in the Class A where our Brockway Rovers are getting ready. They sit at the number three seed in Class A. They're going to take on the number six-seeded team. That's Caldersport. Now, earlier in the season, uh, Brockway, quite frankly, clobbered uh, Caldersport. Is it shaping up to be the same kind of thing as they get ready to play tonight in Brockway at 7 o'clock? Yeah, it's a heavy favorite. Nobody's nobody's uh, shying away from that. I'd say everybody agrees. You know, after beating after Brockway beat Cottersport seventy to sixteen uh, earlier in the season, and how about this interesting number? So Cottersport they actually turned it around after that, and it might be schedule related uh, on teams they play, but nonetheless, they gave up seventy points to the Rovers, and in their other eight games this year, they've given up seventy four. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. One game, 70 points. Eight games, they've given up 74. They had three straight shutout wins after the loss to Brockway, Smithport, Cameron County, Elk County Catholic. They beat in Elk County Catholic. If people followed Class A, they've only lost a couple games, did not go to the playoffs. But uh, the, the Rovers don't want to hear a whole lot about what happened the first time. They want to move forward, and mm-hmm. uh, they want to get started here against Cattersport. I, you know, I would say that um, you're, you're looking at a team that's going to be pretty focused here Friday night against uh, Cattersport. Um, and, you know, I got a chance to watch him in that loss to Red Bank, and, and, and frankly, I was really impressed with, with uh, Jendi Quayla, the running back that gives this Brockway offense perhaps more of a running dimension than uh, they've had in other years at the spread offense, Dan. That's... Um... So it'll be interesting. Of course, as you always say, it's a cliche, but you got to play the game. And uh, Countersport may have uh, found some answers and turned some things around. So that game is coming well, up on Sunny 106 tonight. Yeah, and, and just to finish up on that, you know, Countersport lost their best player, Gavin Ayers, to an injury. Uh, they're leaning on a running game. So Brockley's going to be looking to stop the run. Ethan Ott, no relation to Ed, uh, <laughs> perhaps. He ran for 731 yards this year. Xander Brown is, the, is their second uh, running back. But, you know, once again, the the, the big stre- uh, uh, the strength of the Rovers' offense is the passing game, which sets up the running game, and uh, that's Braden Fox. He's thrown for over twenty one hundred yards, twenty four touchdowns, and Alex Carlson, great year receiving, eighty one catches for eight hundred and eighty three yards, eleven touchdowns, and of course Dylan Hanna, Andrew Brubaker, Quelo's over a thousand yards rushing. Um, those are all key players to watch tonight. All right, let's move on to uh, Class AA and uh, a team that really turned things around this season after losing, I believe, their first four games, Brookville, coming in 5-5 um, five and five and seated number two among those uh, AA teams. And they're going to take on the number three seated team, Carn City, and that's that game's going to be played in Clarion tonight at 7 o'clock. Yeah, they started one and four, Dan. But yeah, okay. the the point is they did turn around a season that uh, really kind of was thrown off kilter when they lost their quarterback. They run a spread offense. Uh, they they kind of reconfigured things. Got to, mostly got some healthy players back, and 
and turned into a very power-running-oriented game with the ability to spread it out as well. And Noah Peterson has flipped into that quarterback position and has done very well. Braden Kunselman's the guy he's looking for mostly when they're passing. Braden, uh, he's, he had a big game last week at Belfont. But Jackson Zimmerman, uh, despite missing two games with injuries, he's at 980 yards rushing. Uh, they, they they hammered uh, Kern City the first time, 34-7. to But, you know, in that matchup, that doesn't mean a whole lot. Kern City flipped uh, a, a 44 nothing loss to the Raiders a couple years ago and beat them in the finals. There are other circumstances. There were some injured players in COVID. But um, I don't know. None of those players uh, in that game, you know, they might remember that game, but uh, it, that's just a, a trend. Carn uh, City is just a tough out in the playoffs, and the Raiders don't have their hands full tonight, but they do have the advantage uh, with that 34-7 win. Carn City might not have their quarterback. He was hurt last week in the game against Clearfield. Um, they're a cast of thousands down there. They have five, six different running backs. and, <laughs> and uh, I, I, I anticipate that is going to be a, a much closer game. All right, good one there. In Class AAA, there are three AAA teams in District 9. Clearfield gets the number one seed, and they get a bye this week. But Punxsutawney will be in action, the number three seed, against the number two seed, St. Mary's. They're going to play that game here in Dubois at Mansell Stadium at 7 this evening. 34-21 was the last meeting, uh, St. Mary's over Punxsy. Logan Mosier was the big player for St. Mary's in that game. Um, I believe he got player of the week on D9 and 10. Two touchdown passes. He uh, returned a punt for a touchdown and caught 10, 10 passes for 149 yards. The thing is, he hasn't played since uh, October 7th, uh, so his status is unknown going into the game. Charlie Kudry, the quarterback's thrown for 1,600 yards. Um, Matt Davis is over 600 yards rushing. Charter, Carter Chadzi is a pretty good receiver for the Dutch, too. He is at 600 yards. Uh, Punxsutawney, Zeke Bennett, he has really uh, established the, the workhorse mentality, the you know, power running game with a little bit of playmaking around him in other ways. Seth Moore, the quarterback, is thrown for 800 yards. But Bennett leads the district in rushing, 1,288 yards, 233 carries, and he's missed a game. So that's nine games, 233 carries, 14 touchdowns. So, uh, as he goes, the Chucks probably go, but uh, other guys like Landon March, Noah Weaver, Griffin White, those guys have all stepped up and made plays. Is it a two-touchdown two game this time? I'm, I'm thinking that's another close game, Dan. All right, great. Before we close things out, Rich, uh, just a quick mention that uh, the Dubois Beavers are going to be uh, facing the top team out of District 6 among Quad A, or the number two team, that's Juniata, that game's going to be played next Thursday. Of course, uh, the reason for that, Dubois uh, kind of standing alone among quad A teams in District 9. Yeah, that that's not really a higher seed versus a second seed. I think it's District 9's turn to host this game. Mm-hmm. So they're giving, the, giving it to Dubois uh, at home against Juniata. Juniata beat Clearfield. Uh, Clearfield beat Dubois. So if you you know, with a quick, I haven't looked at that game real close. Probably not the favorite is Juniata going in, but Dubois is going to be at home on a Thursday night. Kind of a different thing. Both teams are off this are off this weekend, so it gives them time to prep. So Thursday makes a little sense when you when you know all that. Well, Rich Rhodes, thank you once again for your insight. Appreciate this uh, special playoff edition of the Football Friday Preview, and we'll 
see how things uh, kind of filter out, and we'll check in with you again next week.